Got a little bit of an impromptu episode for you guys today. We're going to have Tyler and I talk a little bit about our experience from day one of the draft. It will be pretty short for you guys. I'll also have Steven's reaction to the Packers' first round pick at the end of this as well. But Tyler, a little bit different this year. COVID's gone again. It's the first time we are at a real draft in probably about four years. It was Vegas hot. There was over 100,000 people. We said it the other day. Can you explain that this isn't what you think it is when you're watching on television? What was your first day like yesterday? Yeah, uh, a lot of standing. So we stood on our feet for about 10 hours consecutively um, with the sun at our back. So the back of my neck is pretty fried. Uh, But we eventually ended up getting up to the front row. And I'll tell you, they have a guardrail at the front. And when we got up to that and could put all of our body weight on that guardrail, it was amazing to get some weight off of our feet. Don't forget about the water. And water. Yeah, there were a couple of people passing out bottles of water, which was a gift from God. But, uh, yeah, it was a fun draft. Uh, A lot of people. I'll be interested to see what the numbers are and how it compares to Nashville and Philly. But it was fun. Whole lot of people yesterday. When you looked at the very beginning, we were joking actually for a little while about how it was kind of thin. Because as far as the actual draft day experience goes, it probably was on the the worst end, or at least on the lesser end of the NFL drafts we've gone to. It was kind of just thrown together in this little area. But then with about an hour, hour and a half pre-draft, you could really feel the crowd getting bigger. We were shoulder to shoulder. I've been joking about it. it feels like Coachella for football right now when you're in Vegas. Little tough. It'll be see interesting to see what we do to uh, I guess today now that we're recording this on Friday afternoon. But let's actually get into the draft itself for a little bit. Only one quarterback in the first round. I know I've been very adamantly on here for about a month saying that at least three, if not four or five, would go. Only Kenny Pickett to the Steelers. Did that surprise you? I'm surprised that it was just Kenny Pickett. I thought Malik Willis was going to go, but I'm not surprised that more than that didn't go. Uh, I think it was a possibility maybe at the back end of the first round somebody traded up to get one, but I thought it was pretty much Kenny Pickett and then the other guys, or Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, and then the other guys. So uh, it is uh, surprising that Willis went. I think Willis is better than Pickett. Um, Not by much, but so, yeah. I think it's interesting. should say a lot about the rest of these quarterbacks. It absolutely does say a lot about the rest of these quarterbacks. And credit to, I guess, the NFL and to the GMs, because I thought that this year was kind of the point of no return, that if they took four or five quarterbacks in the first round, this would be a permanent thing. And instead, this was the latest. uh, The first overall quarterback has actually gone since 1997. Shows maybe that these teams are figuring out a little bit, maybe winning on a rookie deal. Yeah, it's great. Maybe you wait instead, get one next year, make yourself at least more competitive the rest of the roster, though. We will go over now. I want to ask one more thing before we really wrap up or at least get some overall thoughts at the end. I want to hear your favorite draft class so far after one round and your worst. My favorite draft class is definitely the Jets, not just because of volume. They had three first-round picks, but I also like the players. Uh, I think Garrett Wilson's maybe the second or third best player in the whole draft. And to get him at 10, I think that was a huge steal. And I think Jermaine Johnson is probably the most like pure pass rusher behind Aiden Hutchinson in this draft. And I think he's going to have a, a, a good career. And to get him towards in the mid-20s, 
I think that was a really good steal as well. So I know that it's easy to say that because they had three first-round picks, it's easy to like that draft. But I also think they got good value and good players at each one of those spots. Jermaine Johnson falling to 26 was a shock to me. Like When they did move up, it felt kind of like, who are they moving up for? And then you look back at your board and you're like, oh my God, Jermaine Johnson's still out there. And when you factor in that, they probably got, or at least in my opinion, the best cornerback in this class too, in Sauce Gardner. I'd prefer him to Stingley. And then Garrett Wilson, I'm with you. I think he's one of the best just players in this draft, let alone receivers. It's amazing that this last month, it feels like people have almost kind of like softened on him and really elevated Traylon Burks, Drake London, and I guess it worked for one of them. But now, I actually think that my favorite uh, draft class was the Baltimore Ravens. They sit still at 14 while everybody's panicking and moving up for receivers right in front of them. Who falls? But one of the best safety prospects we've seen in 10 years in Kyle Hamilton. And then what do they do at 25? They move up to get Tyler Lindenbaum, who is arguably one of the best center prospects. I think I can remember since Alex Mack. His biggest problem is that his arms aren't long. But it just goes to show that good teams draft well. And the Ravens are a good and well-run organization. And it shouldn't be any surprise. This happens every single year. But Tyler, now worst draft. Do you have one that you you don't like? It was kind of weird. There wasn't a ton of extreme reaches. We'll get into a couple here. What's your least favorite draft? I think my least favorite draft is probably, it's a tough call for me between the Patriots and the Texans. I think the Patriots reached, I just, I don't understand what they're doing with a lot of their drafting and their roster building in general. The Texans, I'm not a huge fan of. They had two first-round picks, and I don't think that they got bad players with either one of the picks, but I think that they just could have done better. They had the third overall pick. I just They need everything, so I can't really harp on like what position they picked. The guard they picked I think is going to be – I think is a pretty safe pick, but maybe that I guess maybe that's my problem with it. Um, so, uh, you know, the Packers too, same thing with there. I don't think that they, they reached at both of their picks, but I think their players will be okay. I just think that they have bigger needs and maybe could have done better as well. I think they should have traded up and tried to get a receiver, but I think that the players they picked there are okay enough. Um, so I guess maybe the, I guess my answer will be the Patriots. Cause I, I don't like their player at all with the pick that they had. Really, really? Just went. Oh, my UT Chattanooga to the first how round. Hey, where is... How about that? And we wasted our time watching him thinking he'd be at 104, hey. maybe. <laughs> I'll put in the audio here, too, of Cole Strange actually getting selected. And you see Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams laugh. They not... Not try to hide it. They literally laughed and said, oh, we thought we might be able to get him all the way out at 103. Guess we don't have to worry about that. Wasted time. That was a little bizarre. And we were talking about it in the draft. But when are we going to actually question Bill Belichick and his ability to draft without Ernie Adams in, I guess, Tom Brady too? You can really feel that the Patriots last couple years, maybe Bill Belichick is finally over the hill. But my... I guess I would probably have to agree. I wanted to think of something else to say, give you another team, but it's Houston. To take Derek Stingley, who very inconsistent the last couple of years, dealing with injuries as well, pass on arguably the best corner in this draft class in Sauce Gardner. But that's even before. You need offensive line. You leave out three very good tackles. 
You need a pass rush. Even if they had reached for Jermaine Johnson there, I feel like that's more of a cornerstone position that you go for instead of a corner. But then to not even get a tackle at 13, I think they were sitting back and hoping Charles Cross fell. I, I guess you got to give him credit to moving down to 15 and getting a little back. But you're right. It, it, a guard there felt really safe. Yeah, he might be in the league a long time, but really how often do you look back and say, that guard in the first round really changed the direction of this franchise, and they really need something like that. But Tyler, last thing before we wrap up now, anything you're looking forward to day two, whether it be a player, whether it be a, a trend, whether we see the quarterbacks go, is there anything in particular Anything in particular you are looking forward to? Well, both of our teams pick today, yeah, that'll be fun. so that'll be fun. Uh, but obviously, I think Malik Willis, where he goes, is going to be interesting. Um, George Pickens is a guy that was talked about as maybe some teams liked him in the first round. And I didn't. I wanted him for the Browns, but I didn't think it was going to be possible to get him at 44. And now maybe that seems like it's in play. Uh, and then I think some of these quarterbacks might fall into the third round. I think that will be uh, interesting to see as well. And... Uh, you know, Matt, Matt Corral went to the draft, was here, and there's a chance that he ends up waiting a long time with the way that this goes. So we'll see how that unfolds. And like I said, both of our teams are picking, so I'm sure it'll be interesting, like always, with our teams. Can you imagine getting drafted maybe on the third day? Has that happened while we've ever been here, that a player that came and waited in the green room actually made it to the third day? I don't think he'll be here. He's got to leave. If he – like – Although I guess maybe if he's expecting to be picked in the first 10 or 15 picks of the second round, he would stay. But yeah, I mean, does he come out? Like, like I think Connor there's been Cook. a couple. It, it, like Connor Cook special. I don't know if he was there, but he was picked with the first pick in the fourth round. Maybe you justify it then, but that's it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, maybe you don't, you don't come out. You just fly out. I don't know. All right. Well, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll give you guys another recap of our day two experience. And then maybe a little after we'll share some draft stories that we've had. From the past, maybe some from this week. Had a couple fun ones yesterday with the people around us, so we'll be sure to be talking about that. Now I'm going to throw it over to Steven, and we'll be talking to you guys tomorrow. And now we know why the Georgia G and the Green Bay Packer G are the exact same. Steven, not the wide receiver you expected in round one, or I suppose maybe not so, so much of a surprise given your history. What do you make of the two Georgia Bulldog defenders that you guys brought in on the first night of the draft? Bring it back. Fire goo. This is absolutely ridiculous. Brian Gunacus, what the fuck are you doing? What is the front office of the Green Bay Packers doing right now? There are eight teams that got better at the wide receiver position yesterday. And that was all before what? Pick 20, pick 21. You're the guy who's sitting there living it. And for them not to do, Green Bay could have made that move for A.J. Brown. Green Bay could have easily made the move to move up and draft a wide receiver. Yes, I know defense wins championships. That's all. I've seen Aaron Rodgers come out with that statement, my man, David Bakhtiari. But my goodness, another year without a wide receiver taking number one with the talent that they have here, which will make the argument of picking up a Sky Moore or a Pickens, another fucking Georgia Bulldog, up here in the second round, maybe looking in the third round for wide receivers. Yeah, that's where Green Bay thrives. That's where our last great receiver was picked in the second round in Devontae Adams. I like the picks. Don't get me wrong. We need another linebacker with Devontae Campbell having a great all-pro year. But get him at 28. 
get him in the second round. We need a playmaker at wide receiver right now. I don't know what the hell Green Bay's doing.